Welcome to this episode of M3 Minutes. I'm going to chat with Christy Ingram, Partner Channel Sales Executive here at M3 about her time in the hospitality industry and all the funny stories she has for us. All right. I am here with Miss Christy Ingram, not only a coworker, but also a friend. Um, and she has some good hotel stories for us today. So Christy, can you start by letting us know how you got started in the hotel industry, what roles you had, and how you got to M3? My goodness. Um, so I got into um, hospitality completely by accident. Once upon a time, I was working for um, a gentleman. He owned a cell phone store. Those existed once upon a time. Um, anyway, um, and he, um, I was an accountant for him. And um, he asked me to doctor some um Uh-oh. payroll files <laughs> because he was being audited mm-hmm. um by the department of labor and you know in the moment that he asked me to do that i kind of brushed him off because i was busy i was like yeah yeah sure i'll get to it and um later that evening when i was sitting at dinner i remember i was sitting at pizza hut Yes, we used to go in to Pizza Hut and have pizza. Uh, I know it's primarily takeout now, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, I was sitting at dinner, had a piece of pizza literally in my mouth whenever it dawned on me what he asked me to do. And I was like, oh my, I cannot go to jail for this man. And so I went in the next day. I let him know that I will not be continuing my employment with him. Good decision. And... <laughs> And so, you know, I, I worked for like two weeks putting out um, uh, resumes and trying to find another job. And it just so happens that a dear friend of mine um, who still works at my old hotel, as a matter of fact, because I hired him. But um, he uh, he needed uh, somebody to work in their accounting department. It's a mm-hmm. large resort here in northeast Georgia. And went in, and gosh, I think I did about five different interviews. I had to talk to everybody. And um, finally, they, you know, hired me and everything. And I worked for them for like eight or nine years, I think. Um, And I did pretty much everything there was to do in the accounting department Mm -hmm. um, at that resort. And, you know, hospitality, when it gets in your blood, you just can't get away from it. There's something about it. I don't know if it's uh, an addiction or a possession. I'm not real sure. But definitely something gets in your blood. And, um, you know, you just kind of are in that vein of professional uh, Mm -hmm. life from then on out, I've found. Um, And but, you know, every good thing comes to an end. And uh, I had a friend of mine who was going to work for a um, a new build hotel in Gainesville, Georgia, and um, she was going to be the director of sales, and she um, needed an AGM there. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to uh, step into operations and see if I could make that work, and um, that was probably the hardest challenge I have ever had in my life. I pushed myself um, stepping into operations in a new build 
in a branded hotel, you know, everything was new, new, new. Mm -hmm. And I pushed myself further than I ever thought I was capable of doing. Um, but my gosh, I'm a better person for having done it. No, that's Um, awesome. And I did that until, uh, 2012 until I landed here at M3 completely by accident. (laughs) Um, but I am thankful that, you know, I'm at M3. They've been very, very good to me. And um, I, they still allow me to keep one foot in uh, the industry that I love so much. So it's Absolutely. been, it's been a good, good time in my life. Good. I know you mentioned um, growing and the operations role. I once read a book and it said, if you're inside your comfort zone, you're probably not growing. So you nailed it right on the head with that. Um, so how many hotels did you help run in your duration? My word. Um, I think I helped open about five ground up, open brand new hotels, about five. Um, we took a week, the corporate staff at the company that I work for, we took a week and we transitioned, um, four, um, to the new management platform. They, they assumed the management of those four and I was in uptown Charlotte beautiful hotels. Uptown Charlotte is fantastic. Um, and, but all in, gosh, I would probably say 30 or 40 in my lifetime. Yikes. Yeah. That is a lot of hotels. Well, I mean, I was an internal auditor. So I mean, Oh like, yes. Rumor has it. We'll I, get to that story. <laughs> I, you know, that's what I did. Yeah. I just traveled around and made sure everybody yes. was doing what they were supposed to do. Well, that's awesome. So with 30 or 40 hotels, you've got to have some good stories for our listeners today of what crazy things happened to you, what crazy things you saw. So let us in on those. (sighs) The one story that uh, stands out in my mind, um, I was on night audit um, because my night auditor had called in. And so I was doing night audit and um, we had some, some young folks up on the top floor uh, we had a couple of complaint calls about them, um, but never in a million years did I think that those complaint calls were going to turn into an all-out like gang battle oh, no. on the on the sixth floor. I have to stop you real fast. Was this in uh, the good old Gainesville, Georgia? It was in Gaines, Vegas. Yes, ma'am. So the chicken capital of the world. We had a a gang fight. In I your know. Hotel. It was surprising, right? <laughs> I don't know that it's surprising, <laughs> but I want to hear the rest of the story. Just wanted to pin the location there. Yeah, it was it was in my 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 property in Gainesville, Georgia. Um, you know, I was, you know, not audit, you know, it can either be, you know, quiet as a church mouse or it is all out chaos. Mm-hmm. There's usually it is very, very quiet, but when there's chaos, it is like nuts. <laughs> so this was a nutsy night, right? And so I remember being there at the desk and, you know, getting my paperwork together, getting ready to, you know, run the night audit and whatnot. All these kids go barreling out my front door. There's blood, a stream of blood, you know, just going behind them. There's blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh my, <laughs> what in the world? And so I secured, you know, the front desk and everything. And I went to find out what was going on. There mm-hmm. was blood all the way down the hallway. I went, got on the elevator. There was blood. I mean, it was everywhere. And it wasn't just, you know, on the the floors. The, 
they <laughs> smeared blood on every floor. I don't know why or how. I, I don't know. I don't know. But there was blood everywhere. I mean, it was like, it was horrifying. I didn't know if there was going to be a dead person oh. that I was eventually going to find or if I was going to be their target next. I had no idea what I was walking into. Um, so anyway, um, once I kind of had a gist of what was, you know, dealing with, mm -hmm. uh, I went back downstairs and I called 911. And of course, it's the middle of the night. So I'm yeah. like, don't be barreling down here with sirens. I don't need people waking up right now to, you know, <laughs> a mass murder scene. <laughs> you know, just be quiet and and come, you know, help me out, please. Mm -hmm. And so they did. And GPD, they did a phenomenal job helping me with that. Awesome. Um, and they're the ones who told me that it was a gang fight and there was some of them already at the hospital. Anyway... It was a oh, long night. I am glad you are safe. I'm glad I'm safe. Thank <laughs> you very much. How many times did you have to call authorities working in hotels uh, around? How many times? You know, it wasn't a lot, yeah. to be honest. I mean, because, you know, generally, um, you know, it, I, I just never had to worry about the areas that I was in. That That's was like good. a total anomaly that that even happened. Seriously, on that side of Gainesville? Yeah. The other side of Gainesville? Okay. <laughs> Friday, Saturday? Sure. They're, you know, they've got a, a magic yes. button to GPD to get them there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, it. not that often. That's good. That's Now, yeah. there was a time where... Um, I had a lady and I think she might have been a little traumatized. If I remember correctly, mm -hmm. she was staying there because she had had a house fire. Oh, no. And um, and I can understand how, you know, when you've been through something like that, if you smell smoke. Yes. You're going to you're going to freak out. Right. Absolutely. And so I get it. Um, again, this was about 10 o'clock at night. She is like nipping at my heels. The hotel is on fire. The hotel is on fire. You got to do something. I'm like, oh, ma'am, the hotel is not on fire. I just went and walked all the floors. Somebody burnt popcorn, but <laughs> the hotel is fine. Yeah. And she's like, I don't believe you. You got, you got to call. The and I'm like, ma'am, everything's fine. I said, look, I'm going to call the police chief mm -hmm. or the fire chief. I'm going to ask him to send some of his guys over here. Will it make you feel better if they come over and walk the halls? Yes, yes, do something. And I'm like, okay. I called the non-emergency phone number, Haley. Non-emergency. Yes. I explained to the dispatcher what was going on. Mm -hmm. That I just needed some fellas in uniform that look professional to come and make this woman feel safe. Mm -hmm. And... The dispatcher said she knew. About 15 minutes later, every emergency vehicle in the city of Gainesville, Georgia, was in my driveway. Every horn, every alarm, every, every, every was in my driveway. Oh, no. Which in turn meant that every guest... And my employee in my hotel had vacated their quarters to come downstairs 
and find out what's what going, going on. on. Kind of like a wreck on the interstate. You look as you pass it. You can't help but to. Oh, my gosh. And so they pull up and I'm standing outside like this. <laughs> I and just needed these two guys right here. And they were like, we heard you had a fire. And I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> That's not at all what I said. I said, I just needed somebody to walk the halls and make this woman feel safe from a professional that the hotel was not on fire. Mm -hmm. That's all. I don't need all the fire trucks in Gainesville. I mean, I'm telling you. They might have been bored. There might have been no action. Obviously. And I'm assuming all this was probably due to, like you said earlier, a popcorn or something like that. That's what I set mine off with is popcorn and toast. (laughs) So, you know, and and my boss... I wasn't going to tell him. Mm-hmm. It was, I handled it. It was fine. Yes. My boss stopped at the gas station on his way to work the next morning. Mm-hmm. And the gas station attendant told him. Talk of the town. Yeah. That's what you get with good old Chicken City. So I couldn't yep. get away with it. And so he's like, you know, you don't ever. <laughs> he was he was a, a, a big, you know, a big bear of a man from Flushing's New York mm-hmm. you know and he's like you don't ever you don't ever call and ask them to send somebody down here well That's, I think you did the right thing I they just over exaggerated I, I think everything. you were right I think they were bored I'm like y'all come on yeah you know but, I actually heard recently that in firemen's time off They study local hotel layouts, local apartment building layouts, local school layouts, so that they know, like, which stairs to take if a fire is happening on one side of the building versus the other. I found that interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And and calming. Yes. Yeah. I I like that they do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, God love them. There's more things that I would rather do on my time off, but... To know that they have a heart for the safety of the citizens of the community they serve. That's awesome. Absolutely. Shout out to the first responders. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So those were some of your more bizarre stories. Are there any funny stories you have? Funny stories. Um, So I had... People are all the time leaving stuff at the hotel, right? Yes. You don't, you know, they, they leave stuff all the time. Um, I am notorious for leaving a hairbrush mm-hmm. at every hotel at I stay At least it's in. a hairbrush and not your wedding ring. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's another funny story. <laughs> um, but um, I had one of my housekeepers um, come barreling up to the front desk. Yeah. And English was not her first language. She said, Miss Christie, Miss Christie, animal, animal. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And, and this is before I had discovered Google Translate, which is a lifesaver in the hospitality industry because you can talk in and it'll translate it and speak it for you. They can talk and translate it for you. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, animal, animal. And I'm like, an animal? like a dog and she's like no no an animal and I'm like I'm trying to decipher what you're saying myself and I'm not getting it and so I said okay show me show me and so she took me to this room and um a guest had left their their snake oh so an animal yeah reptile but (laughs) 
And um, I was like, <laughs> okay. And I am deathly afraid of snakes. And mm-hmm. I was like, and it was one of the whirlpool rooms, and the snake was in the whirlpool. Um, and I was like, did it? Did you know if it was poisonous or not, uh, or venomous? I guess is what snakes are concerned. Um, all snakes are nope ropes to me. So <laughs> nope. <ropes. laughs> um, I mean, I know some of my friends. They're like, you know, you should not bother certain ones because they're good and beneficial. I don't get that far in the game. If I see a snake, I am gone. Me too. They're all yeah. poisonous as far as I'm concerned. You don't have to worry about me doing anything to it because I'm going to be running 60 miles an hour the other Thank direction. Thank you. <laughs> 100%. I am not sticking around to see the shape of their head or how their eyes are shaped. Yeah. I'm not getting that close. So, no. So, we, I was like, oh, we're just going to close the door. <laughs> and call animal control. We're going to call animal control and let them deal with this. And and that's what we did. Um, so, right off the top of my head, that was one of the funniest stories. Um, just seeing the, I know it's horrible, but seeing the look of sheer terror on her face. And I would like to have seen your face, too. Yeah. I mean, it's funny now, but I mean, <laughs> and then she's, she's like, animal, animal. And I'm like, oh, my. But something has really, you know, affected her. Yeah. So let's go find out what it is. And, I, um, you know, but who leaves a snake behind? My my question, but I think one way, who has a snake as a pet? But I, I know there's people. <laughs> I know there's people. And, you know, I've it got... does not have fur. So I feel like it shouldn't be a pet. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, snakes got it. I mean, did they not read Genesis? I mean, snakes. <laughs> snakes got us in a lot of trouble already leave them alone they're, yeah they're not kind creatures <laughs> and you know i moved to colorado recently yeah and there's a lot of rattlesnakes there oh so i was playing golf the other day and i was on the tee box and moving out of the way for the next group and i stepped on a baby one. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> i took a picture a triangular head and everything and you know just three seconds away from dying me being very exaggerative but i freaked out no, the babies are more venomous than the full-grown ones. Oh, now that you say that, I do think I, yeah. yeah, remember that. But they're everywhere. The rattlesnakes are everywhere in Colorado. I know we have the copperheads here, but. <laughs> I'll send you a Christmas card. I am not visiting. <laughs> Forget it. You have said enough. I'm out. I'm glad I'm on the Christmas card list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you mentioned you were an auditor at one point. And I have seen this picture floating around of you <laughs> in a wig. And it, quite frankly, does not look like the Christy sitting here with me today. So, A, what were you doing? And B, <laughs> why were you doing it? Well, that's a very good question, <laughs> Haley. Thank you for asking. Um, so, um, my life as an internal auditor, um, I did not... M- My internal audit duties, you know, typically internal audit, you think of accounting, you know, Mm -hmm. duties. And mine did touch on that a little bit, but mostly um, the management company I worked for, um, they wanted to, um, it was very operational focused. Um, Are are all of the life safety stuff being met? Um, You know, is it running well? Are their guest service scores good? Stuff like that. So I didn't really dig into like the accounting stuff. I checked Mm -hmm. it from a high level to make sure they're not... You know, there's no um, theft or anything yes. going on because you usually don't have to dig far for, to find that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, with that being said, um, the company that I worked for um, and it was an internal audit for was the management company. Okay. From, as the um, 
the uh, property in Gainesville, Georgia. We can't get out of Gainesville here. Can't get out of Gainesville. <laughs> um, and it's the same. They, they manage that property. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, the first part of my internal audit was a mystery shop. So I had to, you know, call and make a reservation and, you know, kind of give, you know, feedback on how all that whole process went. And so I have, what, what was your name you were going by? Or did you have more? I was Karen Walker. <laughs> From New York City. From New York. <laughs> That's not as good as yours. <laughs> I was a big fan of Will and Grace at the time. Okay. So I just hijacked her entire personality. There you go. Um, so, yeah. I uh, So I had to figure out a way to check into my old hotel where everybody I knew worked, mm-hmm. um, including my now husband. Oh. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> and um, so... I uh, I put on a blonde wig, and I found uh, some enormous glasses, and I put on like every piece of jewelry that I owned, and um and I checked in, and you know there was a couple of people that looked at me like it's like the show I Undercover Boss, her? yeah, <laughs> and they were like, I feel like I know her, but. This doesn't look or sound like anybody I know. Mm-hmm. And um of course, uh Creston, my my now husband, um he knew me. Mm-hmm. Um and so the first part of my check-in process was to go up to the room and find a um a uh engineering issue, you know. Okay. And typically I would unplug the TV. Yeah. I would call down and say, "My TV's not working." <laughs> I need it fixed. I'm missing Young and the Restless. So you were trying to be a diva in the midst of all this, too? Yes. Okay. Yes, very, very much Diva so. Christie. I like it. And uh, so Creston comes up, and I open the door, and he's like, oh, my. So <laughs> did you tell Creston that you were going to be undercover this day, since he, like, was your husband or no? He saw me getting ready, so he <laughs> okay. knew. Okay. He knew. Um, and he, you know, he saw the blonde wig, so he recognized that. Uh, which, by the way, wigs are really hot. I did not know that wigs were that hot, but I was absolutely miserable yeah. wearing that wig. It was so hot. It was, it was like having insulation on your head, but nevertheless. So, yeah, I did. I had to dress up and I had to keep that act up for like the first 12 hours of mm-hmm. my um engagement there at the hotel and then the next morning I came downstairs and the audit began so well there you go and I have access to this picture so I'm gonna ask the marketing team to link it to this YouTube video (gasps) I think you should (laughs) and I hope it goes viral I hope it does (laughs) we'll get you some fame from this little podcast hashtag clout I love it. So you've mentioned Creston. I've had the pleasure of getting to meet him. He's amazing. Yes. You met him in the hotel world. I did. And I've seen your wedding pictures at a hotel. Yes. So can you tell us how that romance happened from first glance to getting married? Well, um, yes. So... When I started the AGM job at mm-hmm. the Hilton Garden Inn there. In Gainesville, Georgia. In Gainesville, Georgia. <laughs> okay. um, yes, Gainesville, Georgia. Yeah. And um, 
we were working on opening that property mm-hmm. and they had hired Creston as a night auditor. Okay. And um, Creston didn't like me. Creston didn't like me at all. Creston um, thought that he should have been given the job as an AGM. So Uh-oh. he was kind of a little jealous, a little jealous <laughs> um, because they hired an outsider. Girl power. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, to uh, to to be the AGM. Um, but when I encounter people like that, typically I'm like, oh, they're going to like me. I don't care what they think right now. Yeah. They're going to like me, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't know I was going to do all that, (laughs) but, um, but anyway, so I just, you know, started making, you know, talking to him, you know, making sure that, you know, I was, you know, being, you know, nice and, Mm -hmm. you know, cause I didn't want anybody not to like me right off the rip because your team is everything in hospitality everybody depends on everybody and if there's any discord it just makes makes the whole operation you know off the rails and um anyway so yeah and so um i took him out uh, for his 21st birthday oh y'all are babies Um, yeah i love it and um you know, uh, we went to a comedy club and of course, you know, just friends, of course. And mm-hmm. then, um, a couple of months later, you know, I, I may have admitted I had a little crush on him and he did the same. And then, you know, but we had to keep it quiet because I was the AGM. Yep. And at this time he had been promoted to the FOM or the front office manager. And, um, but you know, you can't go telling that story because <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah. And, uh, so for about three years, Three or four years, we just, you know, never said anything. Under the radar. And um, no problems. And then whenever I went to work for the management company, that was like my first post on Facebook, you know. In a relationship. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Facebook official. And uh, then everybody was like, what? Yeah. Did you let your coworkers in on how long it had been going on after you left? After I left, yes. (laughs) They're probably like, yes. Or, or, or were they like I knew, like no, I? No, nobody knew. Nobody knew. No, and I didn't realize that um, there is power in just keeping your mouth shut. Yeah, privacy is good. I mean, we just never said anything, and yeah. like nobody was any the wiser. Um, I didn't even tell my family because I was like, I can't risk be a this getting out because you know I can be fired, I can be sued. I mean, it's just a whole big web. Yeah. It seems like uh, rules with that are changing. I wonder yes. if they have in the hotel industry. I think, and you know what? If I had read my handbook, it probably would have been okay. <laughs> um, but yes, I I do believe you are correct. Um, because. I think even then, um, if we had have just came clean and signed off on um, some documentation, you know, like, she's not going to sue you. You're not going to sue her. We're going to be a happy family and everything's going to be good. Um, As long as all the paperwork was in place, I'm sure it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I tell you what, people falling in love in the hospitality industry, I mean, it's not unheard of. No, we actually, we had Alan. Um, on yesterday and him and Veronica met in a hotel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, you know, people, they've got similar values. They have similar, um, you know, I makeup. I also think um, they enjoy to serve Absolutely. and make other people's experiences good. And having that in common, I think, helps a relationship. Absolutely. So is your love language acts of service? 
I tell Creston <laughs> my uh, my love language is cash. <laughs> Honestly, mine too. <laughs> I mean, if we want to be technical about it, it probably is. Yes. Um, but and I joke and tell him that his love language is music because when I ask him a question, he always sings the answer back to me, and it, it is. I love it. I pick on him about it, but yeah. it's one of the things I love the most about him. He comes from a very musical family, mm-hmm. so it's to be expected. Well, that is awesome. So I love hearing about the relationship. What about the wedding? Oh, right. So, <laughs> so yeah, we thought what better way mm-hmm. to um, get married than in the lobby of the hotel that we literally built together. I love it. Like when we met, that lobby was dirt, mm-hmm. Georgia red clay. Yes. And we watched every towel being laid and everything. And so I was like, hey, let's just get married in the lobby of the hotel. Um, our GM, Richard, mm-hmm. um, he was on board with it. And um, that, that was, it was magical. Could a not have picked. hospitality love story. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, kind of going on weddings, the holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any crazy stories from the holidays um, from hotels? I don't I don't have any crazy stories from the Mm -hmm. hotels, but like the kind of rule of thumb is, is that the people who are in a hotel at the holidays are the people that that their family didn't want them at their house. to the point where I'm staying at a hotel when I visit my parents. I'm the crazy one, right? I've turned into the crazy one. You might be. <laughs> you might oh, no. be. Um, you know, and and I I have a degree in Christian counseling mm-hmm. and I found that I, I, the Lord may have placed me with that degree for the sole purpose of consoling people during the holidays in hotels, because the amount of people that would just sit in the lobby and cry mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, be angry, yeah. you know, I, it, you can't uh, count it. You can't count it because I mean, but I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. Oh goodness. So I'm never going to book a hotel for the holidays. I mean, you can't. Unless it's in the Bahamas. Or the Bahamas. Somewhere or, like that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, all in, I'm sure they're lovely people. But, yeah. I mean, there is quite a few. There's a reason why, you know, they're not other family. Not saying they're all that way. Uh, so they yep. may truly have run out of space. <laughs> but there's, that's usually, there's usually crazies. But you can, without a doubt, mm-hmm. tell when it's going to be a full moon. Okay. People are different. <laughs> The atmosphere is different. So when's the next full moon? Do you know? I don't know anymore. But I used, I mean, it used to be in my bones. I could tell you when there was a full moon coming up. I had Santa Claus show up on my door, in my port cashier um, in the middle of August. And I'm not talking about like a dude with a, a beard. Yeah, on the suit. Full suit, Santa mobile, pulled up. Ho, ho, ho. Wait, Santa Mobile? Yes, ma'am. He, what was that? <laughs> he had created himself a Santa Mobile out of an old pickup truck. Okay. And I was like, yep, it's a full moon. Of yeah, course, of sounds course Santa like an showed interesting up. profession in August. Yes. I mean, I don't know. The Easter Bunny is closer to that, but <laughs> who knows? Never had any problems at Easter, thank God. So let's move on to some myths. Okay. 
um, and I only have one for you today. Is there actually usually money hidden in the hotel Bible or the dryer bag of the hair dryer? Anything that you saw? In this economy? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not this economy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I have never yeah. found cash. Um, I have planted cash whenever I was making sure that the housekeepers were cleaning everything thoroughly. I would hide cash. That's smart. So maybe that's where the myth came from. Maybe the yes. housekeeper missed it and nobody went back to get it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but I I don't know that that um, myth true. is true All right. uh, on a whole. Now, uh, do people hide stuff in hotels? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but not cash. Yeah. Awesome. Well, for my last question, is there anything you wish hotel guests knew? There are cameras everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. There are always people watching those cameras. They see everything you do. Please stop being gross on camera. Um, authorizations. Uh Every hotel is going to ask you for a credit card. Every hotel is going to take an authorization. Yes, it will drop off after you depart the hotel. Um, and those doors, um, they do close behind you. They close hard and they close fast. And that is for security purposes. Please make sure that you are fully clothed and presentable before you step out real quick to put something in the hallway. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and for your service to the hospitality industry. It's my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to having you on again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. Thanks for uh, letting me chat with you and, and uh, be a part of the M3 Minutes podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Christy. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of M3 Minutes. Christy had some great hotel stories for us, and we hope you liked this episode. If so, don't forget to like and subscribe.